Syria Ah fans everywhere. From our nation's capital, this is Cool of America. Welcome back, Corb Americans and Podcast Paisani. Marco here. Chris and Tad ate too much turkey this past week, and so they weren't able to make it out. But you are in luck. We have Sam Eastwood, the Australian, and he is from Chiesa di Totti. He's going to provide some insights this week, but he himself has had a tough week. How are you doing today, Sam? Hey, Marco. Hello, Curve Americans. It's uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a tough one. I was um. I spent uh, Thanksgiving up in the great state of uh, New Jersey, and uh, I had a parting gift when I came back down uh, to D.C. yesterday, and that was uh, some sort of stomach bug. So, uh, yeah, it's been real, man. So the, so you got a nice excuse to maybe, you know, take another day off, see the Roma-Real Madrid game tomorrow? Unfortunately not. You, you wouldn't believe this, Marco, but I've actually got to fly to Alabama for work. That's rough. <laughs> so- it's the very opposite of taking a day off, mate. <laughs> that sounds pretty rough, but I'll say one thing, uh, and I'm sure that most people that are listening to this can uh, can agree that you at least got a little bit of a diet after a weekend full of uh, festivities and eating, I'm sure. Yeah, and I'd uh, just like to say thanks to the Zorek family for being such a fantastic host. Um, actually, Marco, you'd like this. They took me to see Tony Soprano's house. Wow. Yeah, that's so I nice. Got to outside that, I can uh, hear I can hear Chris Ross creaming his pants from all the way over here. Well, Just, Chris Ross needs to log in a bit earlier. I agree. I agree with that. You gotta let him know. That's right. All right. So this week uh, we're gonna do a little bit of an abbreviated version. We got Sam on uh, last minute here, even though he's such a star guest. Uh, and we're gonna go cut it to five teams. A couple shout outs. So we're gonna go through uh, Juventus, Spal, Inter, Milan versus. Uh, Frosinone, Empoli versus Atalanta. That was probably the game of the week, even though OTFR versus Milan was supposed to be the headliner. Uh, and then, of course, Udinese, Roma. We're going to leave that for last just so we don't get, uh, you know, we don't lose all our energy before the end of the pod. So let's get started here with Juventus versus Spall. In a battle of David versus Goliath, Juve absolutely trampled the Great Wall of Spall. It's 2 nothing. Uh, it could have been a lot more. Uh, and Ronnie is now tied or tries to be tied for Capocagnoniere. It only lasts 24 hours. Uh, and he's got a little more than a goal every two games, getting a little bit closer to his usual averages uh, and even has four assists. Uh, what do you think about Ronnie so far this season? Look, I think uh, not playing for the national team has done him a world of good. A um, little bit less on his shoulders there, but uh, that finish uh, in the first half, that was quality. Uh, it looks really simple because um, he was unmarked, but that, yeah, to actually grace it into the net rather than try and hit the leather off the ball, yeah, very impressive. He's been probably the biggest Serie A signing the last few years, I'd say, and um He's backing it up on the field. So Juventus look so much scarier with him on the on the pitch. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of electrifying um, having that atmosphere in Champions League games as well. Like the whole Ronaldo brand kind of brings a different approach uh, to Italian football in general. So, yeah, 
I think uh, Juve got to be pretty happy with him so far. What do you think? Absolutely. And he scores with his right, his left. He scores in Champions League, in the league. Uh, he's back to his old ways. And one thing that really impressed me all along with Cristiano Ronaldo is, you know, you see the Inter game. They're playing Tottenham uh, in the midweek. They're resting some of their key players, including Icardi. No. Ronaldo plays every single game, and he's starting to score in every single game too. And that's yep. exactly what they're going to need if uh, you know Ronaldo is going to lead them to the promised land. Also, the, you mentioned he hasn't been playing for the national team, and uh, the national team just won out in their group uh, of the of the uh, of the Nations League. Yeah, uh, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, that that was an interesting game, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's just overall just still just trash from, from Italy. I mean, they played decent, but, uh, you know, just expecting a lot more. And if you're playing a, a Portugal team without Ronaldo, you'd expect Italy uh, in Milan to to take that game and, uh, you know, have, at least have a shot of winning the group for the, for the Nations League. That's true, Marco, but I'm just glad that I can finally watch an Italy team string passes together again. It's um, the... The uh, you know the the stepping stones are starting to be put down. I think, and Mancini's gonna he's gonna change this team. So you know there should be a less cautious approach moving forward. But yeah, damn, they miss they miss a bomber, don't they? Someone like I don't know, C. Dot Ronaldo. Yeah, right. And you know it's a little weird hearing you so optimistic, uh, Sam. I think it's probably <laughs> just because I'm seeing you at the Roma games all the time. Um, but I have to say uh, before we move on from this game. Don't sleep on the Raptor, Mandzukic, the Warrior. Six goals this season. I mean, everybody's got their eyes on Ronnie with nine. But, you know, Mandzukic, he's been out a couple games too. He's just been dumping them in, and that's why the UF fans love him so much. He just battles uh, for his place in the roster, and he really clearly should be the starter uh, alongside Ronaldo up there. Uh, just, you know, if, if Juventus can be firing all cylinders. Yeah, the the best thing that the Ronaldo Mandzukic partnership has brought, uh, in my opinion, is the fact that Ronaldo will always have at least one, maybe sometimes two defenders drawn to him, particularly when he gets the ball around the corner of the um, the eighteen yard box. And if you've got someone as dangerous as Mandzukic able to ghost in, like it's just a recipe for goals. Yeah, you said it. And again, Mandzukic does work in the Champions League historically, uh, so they definitely need him firing on, on all cylinders. Speaking of which, Douglas Costa, this game, uh, didn't score. Almost had a really nice goal off a set-piece um, yeah. training match type uh, scenario. Uh, but, you know, again, if he is firing all cylinders, I mean, Juve just so deep, and they just can hit you from all different angles. Uh, with Douglas Costa now starting, you know, he had a bit of a sp- spitting issue a little bit of a llama rap boy uh at the beginning of the season banned for a while but again he's just electric and he gives them a different dimension yeah he sure is i i was excited uh well that's probably the wrong word i was wary of juve signing him last year but he didn't really spend much time on the park so you know it's kind of unfortunate he had that spitting problem otherwise i'm pretty sure he'd be stacking up his numbers and it it really makes you think like how do they keep all these players happy long term you know you got young bernadeschi getting in there it's uh yeah it's a nice problem to have i bet yeah, I think I know how they make him happy. They give him a, a Ferrari apiece. I think that's something that they've been doing over the over the years. That would be a nice perk uh, for sure. 
Um, also, winning everything is nice. Yeah, trophy. Um, so the main, the big question is: uh, Are Juve going to lose this year in in Serie A? Yes. <laughs> yes. How many? How many? Oh man! I mean, uh, not many. Two. It, look, maybe two. No, no. They they're going to lose the five games at the end that don't count because they wrap up the title that early. Yeah, well, then then they can play their C team, which is still like, uh, you know, maybe OTFR's starting lineup. Yeah, when they're just keeping match fit for the Champions League final. It's pretty unbelievable. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, competition to uh, Juventus, we have the second most historically... Are they the second uh, historically the most uh, successful team? Uh, Inter. I think they've got to be the, the second here. I remember when they were in, winning all those league titles, uh, they were definitely stacking them up. But they uh, absolutely wallop uh, Frosinone. And I've uh, really tried to avoid saying this uh, after this past weekend with all like the nice showing of the red marks. Uh, but Frosinone gets completely beat down by uh, Inter Milan team. That It's really a, a, a B-plus team that comes out. Yeah, look, uh, Frosinone have issues, but the main story is not Frosinone playing that badly. It's just how terrifying this Inter Milan side is once they click into gear. And, um, they're, yeah, their off-season se- off signings are really coming to the fore. I mean, there's I don't know if you've noticed, Marco, but there's a dude with a uh, tattoo on his neck who plays for him. Yeah, he's oh, doing yeah. it. He's, uh, yeah, gives him a bit of a bit of a weapon. Absolutely. I mean, they. I you watch them. Um, you know, just watch the highlights of this game. It tells you everything. You know, a couple of times they just they collect the ball on the uh, on Frosinone's side of the field because they're going high press. Nangolan's always good for some running and some slide tackling. Uh, but now, you know, Keita Balde, two goals, one assist, and one yep. goal from uh, Martinez. I mean, Inter's hyped because. Uh, this is not the first time that they've rested Icardi um, and a couple other players. They have some depth. The Giuseppe Miazza is basically sold out for Frosinone. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the city's buzzing. And I think they know uh, that this team, you know, is is going to be doing something special, if not this year because of Juve, uh, in the next couple years. And I think Spalletti is the right guy to, to take them to that next level. Yeah, it kind of pains me to, to agree with you here because um, I'm no friend of Inter Milan uh, based on uh, Roma coming second fiddle to them for so long. But and, you, and you don't really agree with me many times. Let's just say that. <laughs> it, it's it's not personal. It's just business, Marco. You but, call me uh, out too much, man. This is my chance to get you back. Well, I'm going to call you out again because you didn't mention Matteo Politano's name. <laughs> Roma blood just destroying it for Inter. He's been a fantastic signing, and uh, yeah. Um, and then the other guy that used to play for OTFR, Kaita Balde. I mean, geez, yeah. they have enough firepower now. That was good confidence booster for uh, Martinez to score. He's um, struggled a little bit, but I tell you what, that front three, like when they're clicking with Icardi. Yeah, that's uh, it, it's going to be interesting. I like, like you said, I think they've got a, a reasonable shot at staying close to Juve, but it's going to be interesting to see if this team can um, actually, yeah, do something special this year. Yeah, uh, well, I agree with you on that. They're they're going to have to definitely make the Champions League. Uh, otherwise, it's all for naught. And 
you know, I know, I know. It's three points against a team that we've called frozy no goals or frozy no points this season. But I'd say that, you know, with a bunch of starters off on the bench, uh, again, a lot of hype uh, around the city, uh, winning a game like this so emphatically is something that you just need to do uh, if you're going to be challenging for the top spots in Serie A uh, and uh, making a run in the Champions League. They got a huge game against Tottenham. Uh, I believe if they... They win, they clinch. So, you know, I, I think you kind of just said it, but is this team for real? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Please beat Tottenham. And um, that's the best way that this league can get uh, more more, more respect and more people to watch it is when you have teams like Inter Milan can go on a big run in Europe and wave the Serie A flag. It's, um, yeah, it's good to see. Um, yeah, keep an eye on these guys. I reckon that'll be a huge match. They'll also get some more money if they keep moving forward here. So uh, they don't have to worry about ticket sales, but they definitely get some Champions League uh, monies if they if they keep moving. So, um, you know, if they're going to keep spending, uh, that's what the big clubs need to do these days. Uh, they need to keep moving forward. So they're, they're setting themselves up for that. Let's move to the game of the week. Uh, now, if anybody would have told me Ampoli versus Atalanta was the game of the week uh, prior to week 13 even happening, I would have laughed in their face. I would have said Atalanta's on a hot run right now. Ampoli's trash. Uh, in fact, we have a kind of like a unreasonable dislike for Ampoli. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they were in Serie A a couple seasons ago, uh, they were just boring, even though they had Big Mac. Uh, and this season, they have uh, Caputo who's been making some uh, interesting plays and, and goals every once in a while, but still uh, nothing to get too excited about. I'll say this. They they brought in the, the hat man, Yakini before the international break. He's sitting on the stands this week, um, but Gasperini's watching. Uh, and he's scratching his head because he uh, doesn't really understand what the hell is going on after this incredible game, mega comeback from Ampoli after going two goals down and Caputo missing a penalty. Yeah, I think this uh, this is the first match where a shot on goal from a penalty has actually served as an assist to an counterattack for the other team. Phenomenal stuff by the crossbar. That is some straight analysis right there. That's that's yeah, fantastic. Man. You're hired. You're hired. We uh we're actually having tryouts uh for Corp America and winner <laughs> gets to go on and try out for Ampoli as well. Um this game was capped off with a last minute goal from uh, 10-year veteran Matias Silvestre. This Argentine's yep. been all over the league. He went to Inter, Milan. He played at Sampdoria with the long hair. Now he's got the fresh cut, and he scores the header to get all three points for the Napoli side, who really deserve to get this game. Uh, and Atalanta, down a man at the end, uh, you know, they'll be... They'll be heartbroken with this loss because Empoli is just a team that, you know, we'll talk about later with Roma this, uh, and Udinese. That's just a team that you need to be getting all three points against. Let's just say it. It is, and especially when you go 2-0 up away. Um, yeah, it's very unlike a Gasparini side to uh, take take the foot off to the pedal that bad. Um, without Ilicic getting sent off in the second half, I'm not entirely convinced he's, uh, Silvestre has that uh, free header from <laughs> from the corner like it's just oh it's brutal but good for the fans good for Empoli it's keeping the you know the race for the bottom interesting and uh, yeah Atalanta I mean they're gonna be okay 
that that squad is packed with um, packed with talent, and the young players are starting to click the way they were last year. Um, they were in a bit of a lull at the start of the year, but yeah, I don't I don't think there's too much to worry about in Burger. Agreed, and that is basically the number one place that I want to go see a game after L'Olimpico. Um, I just feel like that stadium is just, you know, the fans are just crazy, and that's exactly what we need uh, in Serie A. Uh, so anyways, Empoli out of the relegation zone for now uh, with this huge result. Uh, it could turn out being he- uh, very, very good for them in the long run uh, because I don't think they were expected to beat Atalanta. In fact... Sam, I know that they weren't. So let's move on to OTFR versus Milan. This should have been, this should have, would have, could have been the match of the week. Uh, and it was a decent match in a swampy Olimpico. They even had some rugby match played uh, in it the night before. Yes, big news, Marco. Big controversy that the All Blacks came to town. Why was that a controversy? Well, because the Italian Federation yet them, let them use the Olimpico right before a uh, Serie A match. Ah, interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I figured, I, I think they figured they'd be able to sell, uh, fill that stadium up more than OTFR would ever be able to. Uh, and so hopefully we'll have to check the numbers on that to see if they got their money back for it. Um, the section was full, market. There we go. Well, yeah. This was the battle of the Europa Leaguers. Uh, although I'm sure they were thinking more about Champions League leading up to this game since it was such a crucial game. Uh, and one could say that OTFR had the better of the match, but would we ever give them that sort of credit, Sam? Nope, I don't think so. Not me, Marco. Not for a second. This was a depleted Milan side. I think they had to... I, did they have uh, Fabio Borini playing a wing back? Yeah, with that silver hair too. I mean, I can't get over it. It's just it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm more offended by, his hair or the fact that Milan's reduced to playing that player in that position. And yet, they still managed to get a result here. So, yeah, um, I look, both teams are actually not doing as comfortable as they should be. Um, they've made decent additions to their squads in the, in the offseason, but it hasn't quite panned out. And this race for the Champions League spots, you'd have to say right now, uh, OTFR, Milan, and possibly Roma, if they get the act together, will be eyeing off that fourth spot. None of these sides really put a convincing run of form together, and tonight was a perfect opportunity for OTFR to make that big six-pointer statement win. And, yeah, they got a point right at the end with, um, I think it was Correa scoring that uh, fantastic goal right at the end, right at the death. But... Yeah, tough times for Rino Gattuso. It's frustrating, and he's always looking over his shoulders. Who's the next wonder coach, you know, being rumoured to take over in Milan? But, yeah, with the players they had on the park, I thought they played quite well. Yeah, they did all right, old Slytherin. uh, I guess they deserve that point in the end. Uh, But, look, what's your assessment on these two teams this season? I know you said a second ago that you thought uh, OTFR was doing all right for themselves. And that Milan, uh, you know, they, they're a little bit depleted for sure. Uh, there's been some rumors of uh, Ibrahimovic coming back to Roma. Or, I'm sorry, Roma. That'd be awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. To Milan. Late, Marco. But, uh, 
you know, overall, these two teams kind of uh, where you'd expect them to be, or are they outperforming right now? No, no. I, I, I think they have another couple of gears to go up, um, especially OTFR. Uh, I thought, yeah, at the end of last season, the fact that they held on to Malinkovic Savage, they were, you know, kind of primed to really start doing some damage against the good sides. And that just hasn't happened. Like, I mean, Chido Mobile is still, you know, a fantastic player when he's wearing that shirt, not so much when he's wearing the national team one. But, um, yeah, they, they seem to be, I don't know, flat track bullies. Like, they do fine against the little guys. But when it comes to, like, games like this, you this is, this is how you turn yourself from a Europa League team to a Champions League team. And it's through dominant performances. And, yeah, they're just not there yet. So... I don't know. There's going to be a few twists of the tale. Um, still some big games coming up before the uh, the winter break. So there's there's plenty of time for, for both Milan and Lazio. Oh, there you go. I said it. What the hell's wrong with you? Well, I have to say it at least once, right? Oh, you are sick. I'll give you that. You're, yeah. you're, you'll be fine. You'll be fine, Sam. <laughs> um, so what do you think about Ibrahimovic to Milan? Is it, Mil- Milan. starting to sound like you. What, uh, <laughs> what do you think about uh, the rumors? You like them? Uh, yeah, fantastic player. Um, I was heartbroken when he went to uh, the MLS. No offense, um, America, but geez, a player of that talent needs to be on the world stage. And he's still got it. Um, the only question is, how do Milan play him and Fatboy G at the same time? I don't think they can. Like, Obviously, not a lot of defending happening at the, at the top of the formation there, those two yeah. on the field. I agree. I agree with that. That would be... A fun problem to try to solve, um, and who knows if Gattuso's the the right mind for that. Well, speaking of who takes charge, uh, I think that is a question that continues to swirl around Roma uh, these days. They win some, they lose some, they win the the Champions League games, and it seems to give them some respite from the league. Uh, and then the pressure gets piled back on when they go and lose to teams like Udinese. They have dropped nine points to teams right outside the relegation zone, being Spal and Bologna. And if you are a Roma fan, I don't think you have to worry about climate change uh, because this team is taking years off the life of, uh, of the faithful. And uh, another match that really makes you want to tear out your hair and petition for Totti to come back. Marco, the dream is dead. Oh, goodness. <laughs> the Scudetto 2018-19, it's just, it's just not going to happen. Uh, yeah, look, uh, I don't know what it is about these international breaks, but like all the Roma players must, I don't know, they, they must like eat whatever it was I ate on my way back to DC and just it, they're just flat. There's just no spark. And I don't know. We, we, we've seen this, what three or four other games this season where they're playing opposition where individually Roma have without question, the more talented players on the park, but they just can't get it together in a coherent manner. And I'll uh, call me paranoid Marco, but if you sell three of your clubs stalwarts, there's going to be an effect on team morale. Yeah, and I think we've been saying that all along, uh, at least the Roma fans who are not sitting there looking at the checkbooks. I actually had a long conversation with uh, Boris after the game, Boris from Roma Club, who uh, 
you know, prides himself in looking into the financials of the of the whole organization. But I, you know, I continue to stand uh, by the fact that you know this the season's results matter. Okay, so like selling Nangolan right before the season starts because you can you know balance the checkbook a little bit and set yourself up financially for the future. I don't think outweighs a a strong season which could bring eyes and ears to the team and potential new players because of notoriety. Um, yeah, do you see what I'm saying? Especially if they have to sacrifice fourth place to do that. Oh, so that would be the that would be the end. I mean, talk about yeah. end of end of a dream. Uh, we're right. not going to win Champions League. I'm sorry to break it out to all the big Roman fans out there, but um, not getting fourth would be tragic. And uh, again, it makes you reevaluate why you would sell uh, a couple integral players to the team right before the the start of the season just because you know the price is right. Uh, and right now, we're just seeing not enough passion. Uh, and not enough desire to win, especially when uh, De Rossi's not on the field. I mean, it really seems like, do we even want to win? And it's like sad to say because, uh, like Sharawi said, this is Roma, and we uh, need to be, you know, accountable, and we got to be cattivi in front of the goal. Um, but it's not enough to say it. You know, you got to go out there confident, knowing that you're Roma and that you're going to win against a team like Udinese, and you're going to spank them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the moment, there's uh, rumors swelling around, of course, that, uh, you know, Sebio did Francesco's jobs under threat. I, I'm not really buying into that. Um, I don't think it's so much a tactical problem. I don't think bringing in a new coach right now is going to make too much of a difference. This is mental, and we see this a lot with uh, guys put on a Roma shirt and then all of a sudden crumble like decent players that just can't get it together. Uh, there's a lot of pressure on these young signings they've brought in. Patrick Schick um, has been a colossal failure thus far. Uh, Brian Cristante, he's struggled, uh, really struggled. Now, they're two excellent footballers. There is no reason why they should suddenly forget how to play football or, um, yeah, become shadows of themselves. So, it's look, it to me... It's going to be hard to pull it back this season. I don't have great hopes. Um, I think the damage has been done already by getting rid of the, uh, the the players in the locking room that were able to keep everyone focused. Um, yeah, it, it's just the best they can do now is form a coherent tactical identity under the coach, and they should be playing for some personal passion as well. I mean, it's their careers that are going to be on the line. Like, this is, yeah, this is not a small club. Um, and the fact that they're regularly shopped in the Champions League window, I mean, I'm, that's a big draw card to coming to a team like Roma. So if Roma don't qualify for the Champions League, there's more than just uh, lost dollars in revenue. There's a big drop in prestige. We can ask both teams in Milan about that. Absolutely. And now... Uh, the thing that I love is the cherry on top is, you know, players, the rumors of players starting to get, you know, sold to this and that. And Pellegrini, you know, is he doing as good as everyone thinks he's doing? Is he going to go to Man U? Um, I would love to hear some rumors of, you know, 
of a of a nice young prospect who who would want to go to Roma. You know, I'm tired of hearing about oh our young players who are actually looking decent this season. You know, they have a target on their backs now because Roma's gonna you know inevitably look to uh, to sell and yeah, they're they gonna go. have to. You know, like that's kind of the rep that we're getting now is that I'm like honest. oh they they're gonna need to balance their books. You know. Yep. Yep. No, and that comes from like since. The current regime has taken ownership. Uh, the fans have been promised that there will be a new dawn and that we're just going to stick with this core group of players. But then every year they're selling one of the core group. Like, I don't know, when I watched Pjanic floating that ball that Ronaldo scored, like, that made me mad. He was a phenomenal player for Roma. Why didn't they do everything they could to keep a hold of him? Like, this whole idea that you can just move the pieces around, like it's a game of football manager or FIFA, it's... It's not. It, and that's the thing. It, like, There's going to be consequences when you get these decisions wrong. Um, Roma have been quite fortunate that they've been able to bring in some pretty class players. Uh, like Edin Dzeko is a fantastic example who, who's really thrived. But this constant shopping players back in and out, it's, uh, yeah, it's not conducive to championship winning teams. And your best example is just look at the top of the leaderboard, Napoli and Juventus. What have they been able to do? They've been able to keep a hold of their most valuable players for more than one season at a time. I'll say Inter. I'll, I'll throw them in there too. They've had the same, you know, Icardi could have easily have gone. He's only 25, and he's been, you know, Capo Canionere like now twice. Uh, so, you know, they've somehow managed to hold him. Uh, you yep. know, granted, they have a different sort of history, but I think Napoli is the best example here that if you really want to be smart, you know, throw the dice on, on you know, winning the next year. You know, yeah. throw the dice on having a good season and, and getting that notoriety. Everyone around Europe knows that Napoli has been, you know, tight you know tight knit for the last couple of years because they play so well and they have that as their identity you know i think that's awesome what is roma's identity beating barcelona in the semifinals yeah that was awesome uh but other than that i think roma's identity has been selling salah selling uh nangolan selling uh alison as soon as anybody's good they sell them so that's true that's true keep agreeing, keep agreeing with me sam i don't want to hear well, another word Marco, Lorenzo Pellegrini is a Roman. What are we even having the conversation for that he might be sold? Like, what? Hang on a minute. This is not how it's meant to go. I'll tell you, man. Bring him back. He's meant to turn into the future captain. This is like, this is the anti-Roma right now. We're talking about, you know, yeah, home, home homegrown players want, like, even contemplating leaving is, uh, yeah, something's not right. Well, I'll say this, uh, and, and this, since I was talking about an identity, I mean, Roma does have that thing that there's very few teams in the world now that actually have players with loyalty like that, and I think that that is one thing we absolutely cannot let go of. Let's not, you yep. know, in fact, let's bring the the Romans in, you know, Politano, I want him in. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, again, 
Roma right now. They're playing Real Madrid on Tuesday. Both teams are definitely in a lull. Uh, I think Real Madrid has the quality over Roma, unfortunately. Even though Jekyll's, you know, turns up in in the Champions League. We'll see what happens. Uh, let's stay positive for a couple more days. And then there's the big match against Inter. I'll tell you what, Sam. Next week, about the same time here, we could be singing a completely different tune because that's what Roma fans do. That's right. After the five 0 shellacking of Real Madrid, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, look, um, I'm with you. I believe a bad Real Madrid is better than a bad Roma. Um, Luka Modric scares me. Um, I'm somewhat thankful, somewhat disappointed he didn't go to Inter Milan in the off season. Would have been awesome to see him play in Italy, but uh, yeah, Real Madrid don't really roll over too often. So I don't think tomorrow is going to be a good example um, for uh, yeah for any uh, changes in the wind, particularly uh, with the amount of players Roma has out. Uh, De Rossi didn't make the squad I saw. Um, Manolas may not I think is injured too. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know, man. It's not looking too good. Um, yeah, that Inter Milan game could not be coming at a worse time as well. Na 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 under. That's all I got to say, man. I think he's gonna do something big. I all just right. want you to say that after the game, Marco. Yeah. Well, you he know. would have scored. Na 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 na. I'll say it again. All right. All right. Speaking of shoutouts, Jervinho, uh, the Jerv, and Padma, they beat a tough. Tough Sassuolo side and are now in sixth place ahead of Roma. Uh, wow. Well, I don't know why I just said that. Uh, in the most classic ex-Roma player team of the week fashion, Jervinho has been absolutely revived this season. Maybe his hairline's grown back. Probably not. Uh, shout out to Chievo for tying Napoli, uh, yeah. making everything a little more interesting on the top of the table, except for the, of course, except for the... Uh, for the race for the Scudetto. Uh, but Kievo getting their first point, and that is probably a nice reprieve for some of those Kievo fans. And a new coach, Giampiero Ventura. Bye-bye. Yep, good riddance. Um, I have an uh, announcement as well, Marco, on this, if you don't mind. Um, oh, yeah. Go ahead. I, I will be attending the Kievo Verona and Roma match in February up at the Bentagodi. So, uh, yeah. Really looking forward to checking out how they do it in Verona. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Verona was there last, uh, I guess it was last spring. Uh, beautiful city. I would love to see a game there. Um, also, Hellas Verona, even though they got the fresher gear, you know, they had a nice derby going on over there until, uh, you know, until they, 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 they completely messed that up last season. Let's move on. Shout out to Ge- the Genoa Derby as well. Uh, mainly for the atmosphere, uh, the Tifo was very nice, uh, very impressive as usual. Uh, and uh, I'll say this, Piotic scores a PK and he keeps the neutrals happy uh, and he keeps Ronaldo at bay, keeping him hungry, of course. Uh, we all want to see Piotek score more goals and get bought by Juve, I'm sure. Yep, fantastic passion in the stands and on the field. Um, classic derby encounter, and uh, glad to see old man Quagliarella still doing it for Samp. Absolutely, and then last thing, Champions League this week. Uh, it's here, and we got some absolutely mouth-watering games. Roma versus Real, Tottenham versus Inter, Juve versus Valencia, and of course the most mouth-watering, Napoli versus Red Star. 
Um, and then in the Europa League, we have uh, the two Italian sides playing maybe the two teams with the best uh, the names out there. Apollon, sounds like some sort of a Greek god, and Dudelange, uh sounds like yeah. the complete opposite. I don't, I don't think it's pronounced like that, Marco, but it is now. How is it? Is it Australian? Let's hear it. Uh, Lange. <laughs> Definitely not Australian. Uh, but I think that OTFR and Milan should be expecting all three points from those matches. Uh, one could only hope at this point. Um, yep. Well, I think that's it. Sam, thanks again for filling in this week. Uh, be sure to catch uh, Sam Eastwood's articles on Chiesa di Totti. Uh, and if you want to talk a little trash to Sam, you can roll up to Roma Club DC games uh, and meet him in person. He is uh, as uh, as handsome as he sounds. Uh, again, Sam, thanks for filling in, uh, even on a uh, kind of a queasy stomach this, this evening. All good, Marco. Catch you later, mate. All right, and for the rest of uh, Corv Americans, make sure that you catch us on all social media, just Corv America, all one word. And uh, for tonight, we say ciao. Ciao a tutti. <laughs>